Antibiotics of a Cool Kid. Check out frankieteas.substack.com for more information. Welcome to Hot Takes of a Cold Kid. I'm Frankie Tees. Despite some super colds that have been going around, I'm back. And my voice is almost back to normal, so thanks for your patience. This is the longest time I've been off the mic in two years. What is ESG? And how is it being used internationally for corporate compliance slash manipulation? ESG, or environmental, social, and corporate governance, is, according to CorporateFinanceInstitute.com, a management and analysis framework to understand and measure how sustainably an organization is operating. A framework that helps stakeholders understand how an organization is managing risks and opportunities related to environmental, social, and governance criteria, sometimes called ESG factors. ESG takes the holistic view, big to differ, that sustainability extends beyond just environmental issues. While the term is often used in the context of investing, stakeholders include not just the investment community, but also customers, suppliers, employees, all of whom are increasingly interested in how sustainable an organization's operations are. And I would venture to say, if we were playing a drinking game, sustainable would be the word. They throw it around, maybe not in this article, but when you go to any ESG compliance sites, it's pretty crazy. I don't think they're using this word correctly. Now, ESG has evolved from other historical movements. They're started by the banks, guys. Okay, let's get that out of the way. ESG is a compliance from a bank. Okay, so this is elite making rules for companies. ESG has evolved from other historical movements that focused on health and safety issues, pollution reduction, and corporate philanthropy. ESG has changed how capital allocations decisions are made by many of the largest financial service firms and asset managers in the world. An emerging class of ESG specialists is stepping into the industry and supporting both net zero and carbon neutrality goals. The acronym's meaning in more detail. Number one, environmental. Article describes as direct and indirect greenhouse gas emissions, management's stewardship over natural resource resiliency against physical climate risks, climate change, flooding, and fires. Number two, social. It goes on to state the social pillar refers to an org's relationship with stakeholders. A firm may be measured against HCM, aka human capital management, like fair wages, employee engagement, and the impact of the business on the community in which they operate. Example, supply chain partners, especially in developing companies where environmental and labor standards may be less robust. Number three, governance. Corporate governance refers to how an organization is led and managed. ESG analysts will seek to understand better how leadership's incentives are aligned with stakeholders' expectations, how stakeholders' rights are viewed and honored, and what types of internal controls exist to promote transparency and accountability on the part of the leadership. 
The ESG lens helps assess how an org manages the risks and opportunities created by changing conditions, such as shifts in environmental, economic, and social systems. Some of these conditions were identified in earlier versions of sustainability <laughs> drink. Focused strategic and or regulatory frameworks, including EHS. Here's some more verbiage, guys. Since the 80s, orgs in the USA were considering how to use regulation to manage or reduce pollution. The EHS evolved in the 1990s into what was then known as corporate sustainability. Drank. Management teams used this as a marketing tool, often misrepresenting environmental impacts on their company. Later, it became known as greenwashing, CSR. Talk about jargon. If, if you heard the hot takes on jargon, alarms are going off, right? It's also no one can understand, and it's all made by bankers, and it's all about punishment if they don't comply. CSR, corporate social responsibility. Corporate philanthropy was a key component of CSR, although some critics argue that tax incentives made cash donations as attractive as their ultimate economic impact on recipients. Employee volunteerism is another hallmark of CSR, which is hilarious because so employees are supposed to volunteer to up the rating of the company? <laughs> mm. ESG, remember, that is the big acronym, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. This made its first appearance according to the Corporate Finance Institute article in a 2004 United Nations report. In 2010 and in the 2020s, ESG has emerged as more proactive instead of reactive. Translation, they're pushing it. I'll get into why in a minute. Continuing with the article, many ESG investment vehicles have emerged, including green bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, and index funds, among others. What is an ESG specialist? This is someone with very strong analytical skills and a comprehensive understanding of how ESG factors relate to risks and opportunities. ESG specialists may work in the analyst community perhaps with institutional investors or investment banks. They may work in the industry at either private or public companies. In all instances, they are either directly or indirectly supporting organizations in their efforts to reach net zero emissions or carbon neutrality. Okay, that was a lot of jargon, as I mentioned. See the episode in the show notes on jargon that I did. And there's a reason they're using jargon. It's to omit people who don't know these words. To comment on everything I just read, well, this was devised by banks. Mind you, I am in no way a financial advisor, and that's definitely not the purpose of talking about this on the show. The point is to see what is being put in place to be used as a whipping tool toward whomever does not play with the global agenda. Let's face it, there's no countries anymore, only corporations being run by billionaires. They, in fact, are running the world. The elite are running the world. A new website, noesg.com, K-N-O-W-E-S-G.com, had info on what courses to take to become a professional. Counting, climate change, PRI, or principles for responsible investment, 
ESG investing, that's only a couple of those on the ESG page of all courses one might take to be official. One cannot think after hearing their structure that there is no sovereignty, and the first mention of it was at the United Nations in 2004. That's about 20 years ago. They've been working on this. What's behind the ESG backlash? What's behind the ESG backlash? A Forbes January 2023 article was entitled, ESG concerns are financial concerns. One sentence read on the article, climate change is a real risk, says Gregory Hirschman, the head of U.S. Policy for Principles of Responsible Investment, a nonpartisan investment initiative affiliated with the United Nations. Hello. There we go. A nonpartisan globalist is a translation there. Investment initiative. Hmm. You mean the banks put this in place? Affiliated with the United Nations. Again, they're going for compliance of Agenda 2030. I'll mention more on that in a minute. Note, there it is again. The UN may truly be behind all of these ideas. Most backlash against ESG has been at the state level. Some states have passed laws supporting ESG investment. Officials in other states, including attorneys general and treasurers, have publicly condemned socially and environmentally responsible investing. So it literally gets down to complying with whatever United Nations puts out and is an attempt to trick people or companies into investing based on what seem to me fabricated scores of the performance of the company, not based on financial, but based on, quote, behavior, things which would be hard to measure in any short term, such as how they treat their employees. What I see is a metric set up and made official by some governing bodies running the world, telling countries what they have to comply to. Check out sdgs.un.org slash goals for the full 17 initiative agenda 2030 document. It's public. Oh, and by the way, it used to be called agenda 2020 folks. Think about that. They call it sustainable rank development goals. The key word here, which is misused, is sustainability. Drank. Of what, I ask? Of the elite? I mean, Maui was slated to become a 15-minute city. So sustainable, right? For whom? Meanwhile, Lahaina was on fire. Check out that documentary, Lahaina on Fire. And all those living there have been effectively displaced. These agendas aren't what they seem to be. And to me, ESG has been a financial term created by the elite to serve their agenda. I need to break down Agenda 2030 in another episode. It's a lot for today. But I ask you, who is ESG truly serving? What jargon was created to obfuscate the truth and where the investments are going? How are companies forgiven for not complying to sustainable practices like fracking and other earth-destroying tactics? That's probably hidden in these documents. Money comes first, we know this, because we live in a capitalist country in the USA and profit always comes first. So how does ESG assist this profit bottom line? We'll be monitoring that and bringing more in the future on this topic. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. And always, keep 
critical thinking. Hotakes of a cool kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information.